Hi, Yesuits. We love nothing more than bringing you fresh new content each week. But before we can get back into the recording studio, we need you to have our back financially. Please consider becoming a monthly sponsor of the show through our, our new, new Patreon. Patreon. That's right. <laughs> our new Patreon support starts at just $5 a month. Or if you're feeling generous, you can be a sugar mama or sugar daddy. That's right. Just click on the support the pod link on our website, yashjesuspod.com. Hello, kings and queens and in-betweens, sinners, saints, and I don't know if I is or I ain't. Welcome to another seedy episode of Yas Jesus. I'm Data Franzese, and as always, I'm here with my seedy bestie. Oh, Azariah Southworth. Oh, you spilled some seed. Here at Yas Jesus, we believe... God scatters his seed all over the place, so why shouldn't we? Has God scattered his seed on you? In your rocky places? In your thorny places? Let us go and do likewise. Go scatter your seed in some unexpected places. We are going to get to that in a little bit, right after. We wanted to draw your attention to a great article by Yahoo News that highlights the stories of LGBTQ youth of faith. The title of the article is Religion is Used as a Weapon Against LGBTQ Youth but some are devotely faithful. Here's how they thrive in both worlds. Of course, Queer Youth of Faith Day is June 30th, and this article came out nicely in time to highlight the stories of several LGBTQ youth of faith. Reporter David Artavia collects stories from LGBTQ youth who are Methodist, Mormon, and Orthodox Jewish. It also highlights faithful LGBTQ youth organizations like our friends at Beloved Arise and The Naming Project. This article really does a great job talking about over 500 anti-LGBTQ bills, most which have targeted LGBTQ youth, especially transgender youth. It also highlights the stats we've talked about on the air, how there is increasing acceptance of LGBTQ youth in almost every religious demographic. With the exception of white evangelicals who have actually regressed in their acceptance. No I mean, there. it's our origins. <laughs> it's and it's where we come from. It's where I come from. Religiously, religiously, religiously. Yeah, you know, white evangelicals infiltrated the thought patterns. I think of my family coming from mm-hmm. Catholicism. It became like a whole new way to look at everything. Yeah. The thing is, is like God breaks through it all, though. Yes. Really, I think God breaks through it all, and it was a good way for my family to find. A, a god that I that I that I'm calling God, mm-hmm. but the the rule books, the way that they this, the way they socialize, the way they politicize, yep. the way yeah. they the way they lobby for um, to cover up or to to do things that are so unholy, it, it's just so disappointing to me that when you say the word Christian, they're the number one thing that you think of. Yeah, and you know that's we spoke a little bit at brunch today, and the reason why they're the loudest is because they really did the early work of climbing the social institutions and really being the disseminators of information and producers of information. So I really think that has a lot to do with how loud their voice is. But we are seeing that dwindle, the influence of it dwindle. And you know what the good book says, when you make your build your house on sand, it will not last and they certainly built their house on sand. And we are seeing the collapse of 
their empire, and rightfully so. But if you keep your heart open to liberation and to God expressing who they are to you instead of you telling who God is, then I think you're going to find your way out like I did, find your way out of that white evangelicalism like like Danny has as well. I'm hoping that stories like these could help people understand LGBTQ youth are faithful. Like we come from faith backgrounds. You know, so many of the of the drag queens that I've in, interviewed, when I said, what would you want a white evangelical, so to say, I said, or mm-hmm. someone who's opposing you, I said, what would you want them to know about you? And they're like, we're Christians too. One in five say that their faith is important to them. One in five of LGBTQ youth. Churches have a real opportunity to read these stories and learn how to support LGBTQ youth. That's right. The article even got a quote from our freaking deacon, Ross Murray, who heads up the naming project. Ross, what did you have to say in the article? So here's what I said. I said, youth may have some sense of who they are, but they may not have figured it out all the words in their language to talk about it yet. And I feel a responsibility as a youth minister and as a deacon to make sure people experience God as someone who is all loving, that is striving and working for our safety, our protection and our well-being. Yes. Yes. That's right. Yes. Freaking yes, Ross. That's right. Deacon Ross Murray. (laughs) Oh, I love it. Uh, we're going to share the whole article in the show notes and on social media this week so you can read the whole thing. It's a, it's really well done. That's right. Oh, Ross, thank you. I'm so blessed that we have Ross always working on our show and being with us and being like so part of the heart of this. I'm grateful for him. That's a praise report for me this week uh, is Ross Murray. And I tell you what, praise report and prayer requests, that's what this section of the show is all about. So how perfect did that fit in? Do you see that? that God will do segue. it. God will make a segue happen when there isn't one. <laughs> well, we're going to start with a prayer request. That's like when you have something that's really heavy on your heart and you want our listeners, our Yash Jesuits, to pray with you and add you to their prayer list. We will do that. And we will pray for you live on the air. And then um, we, if you have something you're just so excited about, if you're in such a good mood, you're like, God is so great. I need to tell everyone. Let us know. And we'll hallelujah with you in our praise report. But we're going to go to one of those deep ones right now. One of the, from the heart. Someone who's listening is in need. So we need y'all to pay attention and uh, join us in prayer for this person. Azzy, tell us a story. That's right. Our prayer request is coming all the way to us from down under from Australia. So this is from Jane. Jane says, just a little easy peasy prayer request. Can you please pray for Australia, in particular Sydney? Since World Pride, it got nasty here. We've also had an anti-trans activist touring, stirring up all kinds of hate. I am a straight, cis, free mum hugging ally Christian, eek to those labels, who proudly marched (laughs) and partied the heck out of Sydney during Mardi Gras. To see the backlash of persecution, often in the name of Christ, and suffering since— is so infuriating and heartbreaking. Also, perhaps a little smidgy prayer for me too, please, trying to constantly convince peeps, my Christian friends, and my LGBTQIA plus friends, that it is possible to be an ally and a Christian is hard. Big love to you guys. Peace. Mwah. Jane, oh, sending you so much love, Jane. That was such an incredible thing. It is a prayer request. But um, it's a praise report for us, too, that we've reached you and that you're part of our community and we can give you a voice here uh, to pray. I didn't realize it was so bad in Australia. Did you know, Essie? You know, the temperature there is very similar to America as far as what's going on. I don't know any specifics. Yeah, all my friends there are gay. So I see 
just what I see dur during their social media feeds. And I, I haven't seen things be like really politicized, but it's going to make me want to do some more research into this because I love Australia and I want to, I, um, the climate sounds like it's getting crazy. Is that old Queen Kurt Cameron down there doing that anti-trans <laughs> activist tour? You tell her to get out of there. Send her back to America. Revoke her passport, her visa. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, I always think about you. how Kurt Cameron's best friend on Curring Pains was named Boner. <laughs> and I couldn't believe they let that on the air, but his name was yeah, Boner. I love that for us. <laughs> yeah, the Boner and the anti-Boner. <laughs> oh, um well, we're, we're going to totally going to pray for you, Jane. Um, we appreciate you uh, reaching out, add you to our prayer list. We also yeah. have a praise report. This is from Andrea. Heard about your podcast from another podcast called No Sex, Please, We're Religious, <laughs> and have been so filled with joy to hear a theology that is so close to my heart. Mm. For years, I went to different churches and could not relate to their Christianity. It felt so superficial, and there was very little done for those on the fringes of society. Eventually, I stopped going to church. I could not understand how the loudest, proudest Christians were the ones that seemed in total opposition to loving others and reaching out to the most vulnerable. Hearing your podcast and its simple message of God loves you just as you are, is not only a healing balm for the LGBTQ plus community, but also for people like me who have been asking, where is the God of love within the Christian church? Thank you. Mm. That's all we want to do with this podcast. Honestly, we always say we're not preachers. We're not teachers. We don't know all the answers. Like we're trying to figure it out. We don't Bible study. We Bible wonder. We just know that we belong in the house of God. And all we, we have witnessed. All we want to do is have some love. <laughs> All we want to do is be in the house of God. Yeah. Like, I I think it's equally as powerful for those who have been brought up with God, and then it get taken away, and then you find out that, wait a minute, God does still love me as I am, as a queer person, as a disabled person, as a whatever different person that's ostracized by society. Mm -hmm. Like, and you realize God loves me just like this. God loves me as I am. It's a profound feeling. And then I think people who find God later on in life, I mean, that... I could only imagine that's got to be even more like if I, like people who get woke to God, get enlightened, how, how intense that must be to find out that the love is there for you and it is there for you. Yeah, absolutely. It is. That's right. Well, and hallelujah for that. <laughs> hallelujah, indeed, Andrea. And we are going to pray for you, Jane. Um, but when we come back from this little tiny little break here, we're going to have the scripture of the day. So stay tuned. Here at Yes Jesus, we love inclusion in every part of life, awake or asleep. And you know what's really inclusive? Big Fig. They believe that everybody and everybody body deserves great sleep. As you know me, I've been a Big Fig model. I've been a big boy model and a spokesperson for quite some time right now. And Big Fig is the only mattress brand out there that is truly focused and in love with the plus size community and supporting bigger figures. We have conversations all the time about what it means to be a big person and what a bigger person would need to get a good night's sleep. And you know what? I know that five big bears can fit on a big fig. I've seen it at your <laughs> You've house. Seen it. At my, I had a holiday party with five giant bears like myself all sitting on that bed and it didn't move a peep. <laughs> <laughs> Each mattress does have comfort and support. It can hold up to 1,100 pounds and uses cooling technology and edge support. 
Oh yes, cooling. I don't want to be a sweaty sleeper. You know, the frame is made of steel and the box spring is made of solid wood. Not these like foldable up things that you could order online. A real strong like, they don't make them like they used to type quality <laughs> that really can support a bigger figure. It is a sturdy mattress and a comfy one at that. Big Fig offers 120 night trial. If you don't love it, you can return it, honey. Oh, but you're definitely going to love it. I know so, so much that I made a special link for Yas Jesus listeners. Just visit tinyurl.com slash Yas Jesus. That's Y-A-S-S Jesus to find inclusion, comfort, and support all night long on your big fake mattress. You just might get resurrected. You've never done this day out. I know. I don't know. I was just like, why not? You felt sassy. (laughs) I liked it. How bold. How bold. (laughs) Well, Azzy, it's scripture of the day. Scripture of the day. Ah. Scripture of the day. It's soul food. Matthew 13, 17. You couldn't wait to get to Matthew 13, 17. You just (laughs) ran over my intro. Uh, but let's, you, so this is going to be know, juicy now. You know, you know, truly. This is truly. Gonna, I, I really think this is a message for me. It woke me up. I'm like, you took my line. I'm an actor and you took my line. So I'm listening now, Matthew. What you yeah. got? Here it is, Danny. Buckle up. Truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it what in the dr seuss i can't wait we got to break this one down <laughs> i mean matthew spitting bars over there <laughs> like i'm like it was like like get about it, get about it, about it. like just real fast like bars <laughs> truly i tell you many prophets and righteous people love to see you see it but you not see it and hear it what you hear it and you did you it was like what <laughs> that's right okay truly i tell you i get it honestly this is like Truly, I tell you, everything that somebody would be telling us in the scripture, we would assume that truly they were telling it to us. Mm-hmm. So to specifically say, truly, I tell you, is like, this one's on the test to me. It's like, pay attention. So the truly, I tell you, breaking that part right down like there, mm-hmm. it says, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see. Like the segue into the scripture of the day. Yeah, indeed, indeed. <laughs> So they so they're saying that many people before us have wanted to see something but I, we have the ability to see it. Right. But they did not see it. Right. And to hear what you hear but did not hear it. Right. So we have privy to information. Like queer liberation. So many queers. Ah, that you're you're on the right point. Okay? So there were so many people that longed to hear the truth that you're LGBTQ and God loves you. Yeah. But didn't get to hear it. Yeah. Or didn't get to see it. Yeah. And we see it and we hear it. That's right. So it's a reminder of that. That's right. All right. And on that note, this episode of Yashi, this is going to get a little slutty. <laughs> Dare hey. I say a little seedy. Okay. That's right. It's time to crack open your Bible, spread those pages wide, and crack open your minds with another Baked Bible Story. Dude, it's a baked Bible story. Today, we are going to be looking at a parable. 
that Jesus told twice. He told the crowd, but then he also had to explain it to his own disciples. Everyone open up your Bibles to Matthew chapter 13, because we are going to tell the parable of the sower and his seed. I mean, it might be a cannabis seed. And (laughs) since we are a queer podcast with a queer sensibility, we got to acknowledge up front that sower and his seed is a pretty gay-sounding phrase. Honestly, if there was a queer interpretation of the Bible, yes, that's how it would be phrased. Maybe even a little bit more. So, but I mean, we have scattered, I know I have scattered my seed in a few places that you wouldn't expect or respect. But let's start with chapter 13, verse 3. Listen, a sower went out to sow. A sower? We mean farmer, right? Like like someone that's planting crops. Someone who has seed. Like not like RuPaul's Drag Race mini challenge. Like it's like... Yes, not a RuPaul's Drag Race sower. A sower with an O, okay? A sower, like what you reap is what you sow. Someone who is... Yes, very that. Harvester. A harvester. (laughs) Her, yes. Yeah. Her, she. She, she, her. (laughs) Okay, so this harvest her. Harvest her? I hardly even know her. (laughs) Stupid. (laughs) So listen, a harvester went out to harvest, right? Right. So this is a story about agriculture, not drag queens. But any story can be a story about drag queens if you try hard enough. Mm -hmm. And if they have your size heels. Okay, thank you. Size 16 (laughs) on 18, RuPaul's Drag Race Celebrity Season 2. Thanks. Also, I want to say that there's a graphic going around on the internet with this story, the sowing the seed story. And it's a very hunky, like strapping, scantily clad harvester farmer girl. And she's making me (laughs) eager to dig into this story. Take a look at this guy. Okay. This, this, This image would definitely be in the queer living translation. Um because it's like how did they even do that like thigh and those it's are like thick they thighs she does cross painted over the legs and made her have like a little mini romper on uh-huh. and then her her headdress is so long and flowing and flowing. then she's got this huge apron and she's throwing the seeds out upside down wrist like hey girl uh-huh. Uh-huh. and the and you see all the birds following her around yeah she's just like yeah, she's, she's mother yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. This really, um, this story actually really appealed to me as a when I was a kid all the time. Like honestly, like Matt, like this whole section, because I was always thinking about um, even like acting. Like I had a, I have a note in my Bible. I always laugh at when I pass this story. That was when I was first starting out, and I wrote on the side of my Bible can also apply to acting, Ooh, like yeah. because it was talking about me going out there and networking, and it was the advice that I needed at that moment. You know, Mm -hmm. I honestly always felt like I never, my parents were good parents, but I didn't have an authority figure above me really, except for God. And that was something that I always felt I had. So when I had a question about something, that's who I would pray to. And that's where I would get some of my answers of like self-reflection and thinking. Mm. And I think that this story is something that really like affected me. Like. Mm Yeah, and I would literally put this image in the Queer Living Translation because, like you're saying, it when I see it, it's like, oh, yeah, I do see myself in the Bible. Okay, yeah, she was there back in Israel sowing her seed. Okay. Um, like, <laughs> I dig that. <laughs> um, All right, so let's continue on with Matthew 13, 4 to 8. Like, I want to get into this story now. Okay, so... But yes, I do want to dress like that for Halloween, BTW. So Matthew 13, 4 through 8... As he sowed, some seeds fell on a path, 
and the birds came and ate them up. Other seats fell on a rocky ground where they did not have much soil. And they sprang up quickly since they had no depth of soil. But when the sun rose, they were scorched, honey. And since they had no root, they were withered away. Other seeds fell among thorns, and the thorns grew up and choked them. Other seeds fell on good soil and brought forth grain, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. Oh, this is like really one of my favorites, honestly. Like because I remember reading this could this go as a for kid, yeah. This could go for work. This could go for love. This could go for family. This can mm-hmm. go for spreading the word of God. This can go for money. This can apply to so many different things, and. It's it's a real listen up, folks. This is some of like the best advice in the Bible, in a way. Mm-hmm. When you think about the story of this, like if we were talking about, okay, I'm starting a band, and I have a flyer for my band, okay, mm-hmm. and I'm ha- I'm giving out flyers everywhere, and some of them ended up the birds ate them. They ended up crumbled on the floor in the garbage when someone took them, and some of them fell on rocky ground where they didn't have much soil. They left them at you know at a coffee shop, but maybe some nobody else picked them up they clean them up at the end of the day like you know mm-hmm. like um other fell among thorns and so they were maybe covered on a bulletin board you know so for a limited time people could see the image you know mm-hmm. and then it says some fell on good soil and brought forth grain and some a hundredfold maybe a reporter picks it up and wants to write an article about it or maybe this a venue goes look at all the cool things they got like that show get that show over here and you don't know what your the seeds of the flyer are going to do for you. That's literally mm-hmm. guerrilla marketing. And to take it out of religion and make you think, it's like, this happens with everything. It happens, again, with the word of God, which is what I really think they're speaking about here, you know, um, as like the, one of the main ones to think about. If you tell somebody about God, you bring somebody to God, you make someone... I, the best thing I could ever do, if, if anyone ever listened to this and then found God or something, like that could be the best thing I could ever do in my life, I think, because Mm -hmm. God has been so important and so monumental in my life. People are like, how could you go to conversion therapy and still love Jesus? And I'm like, I couldn't have survived conversion therapy without Jesus. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I see mindfulness in this too. You know, like just being mindful of the impact of everything and understanding and observing that there is good soil and there's soil that will not allow you to thrive. You know, um, there's soil that will meet your needs to help you thrive as well. And like you have to first be able to observe it and then create a hypothesis, right? It's a little bit of science too. Like it's, uh, Mm. I don't know, there's a mindfulness to this, you know, like in order to know even what good soil is, you have to witness what good soil is not, right? Does that make sense? Am I going somewhere with this or no? Am I like? Yes, I feel you. No, I get it. You have to live the life of what every seed has done to know the lesson of the seed. And so th- maybe this, you know, sometimes what happens, what, ha- you know, like we always wonder what happened to Jesus after like, you know, from a certain age, because like, there's just like some of his life that's not in the Bible. Like, I wonder like that was that his observation period. And like, this is now his wisdom years, you know, and he's speaking from that. Anyway. Ooh, that's interesting too. Yeah. Because an observation period, you might have certain hypotheses that not necessarily would be applicable later on when you, when you've learned, when you've seen what all the seeds can do, he might've had opinions that didn't match later on opinions. Right. Anyways, all right. That's that's my one so, on that. No, I'm into it. I'm into it. So we got to recap this, okay? Let's recap this story. There's mm-hmm. a farmer, this harvester, this sower is scattering seeds on a path where they're getting eaten by birds. 
some of them on rocky soil where they couldn't take root, and some among the thorns where the crops were choked out, and some of them fell on good soil. Correct. And Jesus ends this parable with, if you have ears, hear. We have ears, but are we hearing? (laughs) Or does he mean ears of corn? No, the photo of the farmer has so much muscly legs. I'm more distracted by those than his ears. No, for real, though. <laughs> no lie. This farmer has no strategy whatsoever. He's just throwing his seed around willy nilly. He knows the plants that don't grow in those places. At least not many do. Yeah, as far as I know, this is the only time that Jesus ever explains his parable. His disciples approached him to say that they don't understand what he's saying. So, dear listener, If you feel like you don't understand the point of the parables, then don't worry. Jesus' own disciples didn't get it. He had to explain it. Jesus reads the disciples for not understanding, too. I mean, they get direct access to Jesus, and most of the time they don't understand what he's even talking about. This is where the scripture of the day came in. He's a big thinker. (laughs) (laughs) Truly, I tell you, many prophets and righteous people long to see what you see, but did not see it, and to hear what you hear, but did not hear it. Jesus reminds them that they have seen and heard more than everyone else, but they are still kept in ignorance. Matthew 13, 11 through 12. To you it has been given to know the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been given. For to those who have more will be given, and they will have in abundance, but from those who have nothing, even what they have will be taken away. Good Lord. Well, no wonder they don't understand. That's a mouthful. <laughs> that's, that is a, that's felt like a mouthful. <laughs> <laughs> he also tells his disciples he has to talk in parables because the masses can't comprehend the kingdom of God. He needs something that gives them an idea because their brains couldn't handle the truth. I think about this a lot of the times too, and I, I like to. I think that talking in analogies is really fun because really intelligent people get tickled, and then people who have like, you know, a more base, basic level of thinking mm-hmm. understand what you're talking about. Mm. Uh, but Matthew thirteen thirteen, the reason I speak to them in parables is that seeing they do not perceive, and hearing they do not listen, nor do they understand. And then Jesus explains the parable of the sower and the seed. Matthew 13, 18 to 19. Hear then the parable of the sower. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in the heart. And this is what was sown on the path. So the seed that fell on the path gets eaten up just like the devil comes along to steal our queer joy. Okay, so that is... An example would be someone who got the seed and heard about God and then comes across these white evangelical radical people who are telling them that gay is bad and don't say gay and mm-hmm. everything else. And they say, well, I'm going to let God go then. And that's the seed getting eaten up. Oh, I do grasp <laughs> that. I get it. I get it. And that makes sense. Thank you for that. Matthew thirteen twenty to 21. As for what was sown on rocky ground, okay, This is one who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet such a person has no root, but endures it only for a while. And when trouble or persecution arises on the account of the word, that person immediately falls away. So there, that's another example of he's telling his disciples what the rocky ground part meant. He's breaking it down. He's saying... You get you hear about God and you're like, oh, God is so amazing. That's really great. And as soon as you hear someone say, don't say gay, you're like, you know what? Forget this God stuff. I'm going to let it go. You didn't really have the root in God. 
Yeah, but when you do have that root, you know that experience and it can't be denied. I think of so many moments where I have felt that and it and you just can't deny it. Th- then you don't have rocky ground. You have roots. Girl, but I don't know. But sometimes can't you you spread just see I don't know. Like you, you could be like seed that spread everywhere and like I don't know, have different lives, man. That like sometimes you experience a life on the rocky ground, and sometimes you experience a life in like fertile soil. Dude, man, you were and, like, talking you really about the grew, sandy land you know, earlier. Like, you brought up the fact that they were building their house on sandy land earlier. Do you yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. it's yeah. like that that salty song. Don't build your house on the sandy land. <laughs> Don't build it too near the shore. But or Samler's nice, new you- song, or Samler's new song, Faith, where she talks. Uh, they talk about that on their song, Faith, in the lyrics. I think. Well, there you go. Because that that's what it is, right? Yeah. So that would you wouldn't be that because you have roots, right? But someone well, I hope so. who is a, I think so. someone who is a, someone who is a newbie. <laughs> And then it didn't really hit. It didn't really hit. So one of the disciples telling someone about God um, is the, is the seed, is the word. And if it hits a new person who auto- automatically explodes with joy, but then mm-hmm. upon the first confrontation that comes, you know, somebody gets sick, something happens, an accident, and you think God's not on my side, and you let God go. That's a person oh. who had rocky ground. Oh, but yeah, no. Once you witness it, there's it's a really beautiful thing. I know. I'm sorry. I think I'm going a little bit off here, but like, if we're going to no, really talk no. about it, then let's talk about it. You well, know, good. to 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 witness that light, that warmth, the liberation. It's you know, it it it's your ammunition against that voice that says all of the negative things, all of the things that you're not. And when you're able to, you know, outshine that and. Um, and to witness the good in yourself, and then the good that it produces, um, that's how you know it's it's life-giving. To me, I call it Christ. And yeah, and, and you learn what good soil is. Sorry. That's my sorry, uh, no, wonder. Sorry. <laughs> this is exactly what we need here, is this like open dialogue about what this is, because what is it? You know, we, we're we're science enough to say we don't know the only answer, but we can also say that we can't deny what we feel inside of us. Like, and what the feeling of knowing God and knowing Christ is like. That's why this is a good lesson because we can only tell people by by even telling, witnessing now on our show, we're putting out seed. That's what this is. That's right. That's what this is, right? That's right. So, okay. So that's the Rocky land and you get that, right? You know that experience. Right. Yes. So in Matthew 13, 22, as for what was sown among thorns, this is the one who hears the word, but the cares of this age and the lure of wealth choke the word and it yields nothing. Also relatable. There's a lot happening in the world and it can overwhelm us. It's easy to be distracted from our relationship with Christ because we're worried about money or discrimination or whatever else is going out there. Global warming, who we're dating. There's so many other things to think about out there that are that distracting from it so it's someone who the worries of the world choke them out that's the thorny part in matthew 13 23 but as for what was sown on good soil this is the one who hears the word and understands it who indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundredfold in another 60 and another 30. that's you azzy that's you you got the good soil you know tiknan han says no mud, no lotus, no lotus, no mud. And 
if I have good soil, if I am good soil, it's only because of the lotuses that were here before me that became the mud that I am, that that I will be the lotus and that they will be the mud and then I will be the, you know, like. Oh, I have news for you, girl, because talk about a stoner moment. That's our tattoo. I think <laughs> we have to get a lotus and then underneath it, it just says to say good soil. Oh, that's good. I like that. I would do it. Ah, is that okay. our tat? Is that our that's bestie it. tat? That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. That's it. <laughs> hey, I'm getting you inked. <laughs> I like tiny tats. I want tiny tats. Tiny tats. Oh yeah. I got yeah, a lot yeah. of canvas then. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Less pain. Tiny so tat. Into that. <laughs> okay, For cool. Now. Good soil with a load because then it, what a great story. Yeah, honestly. Because that's honoring God's word, truly, in a, in a unique and different way. You know, sometimes things just click when we hear God's word. Yeah. We understand it. We apply it to our lives, and we get to see the good results. That's right. So that's the parable of the sower and the seed. There is this hymn that says, Lord, let my heart be good soil. So there is a desire to be good soil, even here within me. <laughs> <laughs> As I listen to this, I can relate to each of those different types of scenarios. I've been worried about the world. You know, I've been sick and gotten better and worried about my health. Mm-hmm. I've been... I, I felt I felt that temporary high from being in vibration with God. You know, I've had my joy snatched away before, and occasionally I've been able to receive God's word and apply it to my life and and be able to make the change visible to others. What if this parable isn't about being one type of soil or another, but more about that farmer, that sower threw his seed all over the place, even places where it wasn't likely to grow, but they still got the seed sprinkled all over them? You know what? This <laughs> farmer's actually pretty slutty. <laughs> just a little this harvester, <laughs> look, if he's not careful or cautious, he's just throwing his seed around like that, hoping it's going to find some good soil. Ooh, and we might assume that the sower is God. Does that mean God is a S-L-U-T slut? <laughs> I mean, it's possible. We're not a slut-shaming <laughs> podcast, so this parable might just be for you sluts. Have you ever given your love and your joy to so many people, hoping that you'll get something yes, in return? Absolutely. Well, guess what? So did I'll the sower it. in the story. Like I said, it's applicable to so many things. It could be money. It could be networking. It could be sluttiness. Yes. Honestly. Well, I think maybe God's just a little slutty too. So so if you look at all the Bible stories, you will see God giving love and grace and joy often to people who don't deserve it. Little slut. Or who don't live up to God's expectations, you know? But oh my God, this is God is a think slut for love and grace. <laughs> This is making me think of Tyler. This is making me think of Tyler. Okay. So my uh-huh. friend Ty Ty, my friend Tyler yes, is um he's a he's the big he's my biggest slut friend. Yep. I have other friends that would be mad that they didn't get the title, but Tyler is the title. <laughs> he's, the, he's the current reigning champion. I always say he's a Samantha with a Blanche rising. Hey. But I've seen Leave Tyler take we all have trauma. We all have trauma, okay? But I've seen Tyler take his trauma and channel it into loving on other people and making other people feel good. Yeah, right. Tyler is very handsome and very charming and very funny, but he'll always go for the person in the room who wouldn't get the attention. And he finds the beauty in them and gives them the attention. And I've seen it enrich people's lives where I'm like, God, the gift that God gave Tyler is being a slut. 
I could see it because it's something mm-hmm. that healed his own trauma, but then mm-hmm. in the same, in the same turn, like he'll, um, he'll he'll go for someone who's quote unquote like an uh, like like uh, someone would say they're ugly or unattractive or right. different looking or weird, and he'll go for that person and flirt with them and, and make them feel like a million dollars. He refuses. He, one time I was in an elevator with him, and somebody said this old guy, and he goes, "No, no, 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 this daddy." He goes, "There aren't any old guys in the LGBTQ community." You either say elder or you say daddy or granddaddy if you really have to. And I was like, I'm going to live my life by that. You know, I also, there's a man who is at, he's a bartender sometimes. And there was a man who came up in his bar in a wheelchair, but, and he was uh, in his eighties and his wheelchair um, had like little lights and glow sticks on it. And he showed up to the rave and he was moving on the dance floor and Tyler loved his spirit. So he just got on him and he sat on top of his legs and the guy went and he goes, well, it don't work anyway, honey. Give me a sexy. And he gave him a real kiss, like a real kiss on the mouth. And it just brought so much joy. The guy said, meet my husband. And the husband loved him because he made his other husband have a great time. There are people who are sluts who bring joy out to people in a, in a, in a, in a nice way. Yeah. So, This parable shows that God is a slutty farmer, basically, in conclusion, (laughs) (laughs) scattering his seed on all sorts of different people. Yes, God is going to get his heart broken, but every so often, some of that seed is planted firmly in some nice ass. I mean, good soil. Good soil. And God rejoices. Uh, that's right. This story is about God's slutty love and God's seed scattering. Oh my God, what a better title for this show that would have been, but it's too much. Even we have a line. (laughs) Do we? But it it can Welcome to the episode of Yes Jesus entitled God's (laughs) Slutty Love and God's Seed Scattering. At least we made them wait to the end to get to that part. (laughs) If they made it this far, here you go. If you made it this far, you hang around. We'll maybe have a fucking later. Oh my God. But God keeps scattering his seed all over us on our faces and in our hearts and let it be so to be honest like please god loves you in that slutty way <laughs> and he'll always shower you with his seed the word oh, thank god <laughs> you guys your tithe love offering charity or act of good this week we ask of you it's time to be a little slutty with your love and grace you gorgeous one find someone who thinks they don't deserve <laughs> love and grace and do something for them to remind them that they can be good soil. In we honor of Tyler! <laughs> in honor of Tyler! We aren't saying you have to, you know, have sex, but this is op- an option, just so you know. But you can demonstrate people's value and worthiness through your actions. Now, you may have followers, but if your followers are not actively engaging with each other, learning from each other, and they're slutty friends, and vibing regularly, then you don't have a community. So please reach out to us. We just want to know who you all are and hear all your slutty stories. But guess what? We have more drag queen prayers. Yes, that's right. Yash Jesus is at RuPaul's DragCon UK in jolly old London. And while we were there, I got some holy prayers from some really sick and awesome drag queens. So today... You know, if people don't want to pray for the queens, if all we're going to hear is condemnation and 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 judgment, then we're going to pray for everybody else, and we're going to pray for ourselves. That's so right. today's prayer offering is by the fabulous, just saw her on the pit stop recently, Deja Sky. I pray that we continue to stay thick, stay delicious, stay above the haters, and most importantly, stay fabulous. 
Amen. Amen. Yes, I want to say delicious. And now let's get into some delicious player. Please bow your heads unless you're driving because Jesus can't actually take the wheel. God, we are eternally grateful that you shower us with your love and you shower us with your grace upon us. We aren't always the perfect Christians. We're distracted. We are worried. It might even be a little bit shallow, but you still walk by us like a slutty farmer scattering seed in the hardest places to grow. Yeah. We pray for LGBTQ youth of faith who are constantly under attack, both in church and society. Give them the boldness to share their stories and allow them to be heard and be seen and be believed and understood. God, please lead them to find safe spaces. We join Jane in prayer for Australia and Sydney. World Pride is a mountaintop high and... Now they are dealing with the backlash. Keep the LGBTQ community strong. Keep their allies visible and vocal. And still, even in Australia, send your Holy Spirit to soften hearts, to end discrimination, persecution against our community. And we give praise with Andrea. She has experienced so many Christian communities, and we are thankful that she has joined our community for praise and praise and praise and laughs and laughs and laughs and lots of songs. Help her spread the message of your love and joy and community to others. Amen. Amen. Thank you, God. (laughs) Thank you, Azzy. Thank you for listening to another episode of Yash Jesus. You can find us on social media at Yash Jesus Pod or on our website at YashJesusPod.com. Now, if you like us, you can make a donation. It's called Buy Us a Coffee, but it really helps us keep the lights on around here. Find ways to support our podcast on our website in the show notes. And if you don't got no money, don't worry, honey. Just leave us a review or share us with a friend, helping to spread the seed of Yash Jesus to others who might need to harvest it. Yeah, stop eavesdropping. Put something in the bucket. You can now leave an audio (laughs) prayer request or praise report on our website, yashjesuspod.com. We would love to share your voice and your prayers on the show. So drop us a line or send us a recording on yashjesuspod.com. Send us your praise reports, your money, your prayer requests, your money, your episode <laughs> ideas, your guest ideas, or even just, I'll plant you seed deep in the good soil. Ooh. We'd love to hear from you. Yash Jesus is hosted by me, Danny Franzese, and... Why don't you call me sometime? Azariah Southworth. Music, sound, editing, and all things audio are done by Chris Heckman. Our show is produced by the freaking Deacon Ross Murray. Oh, I didn't even say... I said it very French. And Lady Boss Meredith Polly. That's what it was. It was French. <laughs> we are streaming and screaming on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. So go buy us a coffee and you really buy us a joint for the next episode of Baked Bible Stories. Yeah, so no matter how stoned you are, God loves you just as you are. So keep praising the Lord, y'all. <laughs>